Trucky Podcast. My name is Sebastian. My name is Jose, guys. How's it going, man? Good, brother. Good, good. Um, it's been a while. We haven't had an episode for a week, I think. And uh, do you want to talk about why? What's been happening? Oh, so you know what? Hold on. I really want to keep this uh, straightforward. Today, we're going to start a new series called uh, Trucks Worth Buying. And I don't know what that's what's going to be called when we've come up with something else. Yeah, possibly. But that's the idea for now. So what we want to do is look at trucks um, that are worth looking for if you're looking to buy or switch. And um, we're going to deep dive or semi-deep dive uh, into what the trucks are and we will talk about some of the details and why are they worth buying in uh, prices. So, but before we start, do you want to talk about how we got covered or what's been oh, happening? With the, with the snow? Yeah. Oh, that was a nightmare, y'all. When was that? We had the snow from Saturday, Sunday, Monday morning too, right? A little bit? Yeah. And I was traveling. I came back to Chicago and it was just like completely covered and I came from Texas. It was like super nice. Why d- why'd you come back, right? <laughs> <I know. laughs> and um, so what's been happening uh, in the shop and what uh besides that we've been really busy we've been um we had a couple ice we had that ice shift failure on, on one of ours the dlt trucks yeah, yeah yeah we did and then we had a couple other projects that are we're just so backed up right now that um we're keep adding we're hiring but we need somebody that knows what they're doing like uh, advanced tech yeah. you don't need um we have you know basic skill level like level one we i would say we have plenty yeah we're good uh, on those guys right level now. three or four but i would say other than our dirty window uh, <laughs> <laughs> should have cleaned we it have over to, we yeah. have to clean it um yeah we there's a lot of things going on in the shop so we uh we haven't had um a walk around yet but we'll do a walk around in summer yeah, when it's nice yeah when it's all done but we are changing a few things it's just dirty from all the construction and what we're doing but mid winter mid winter um issues tip you know typical stuff our fleet is getting beat up by the number one thing issue is uh def quality yeah def quality yeah. um we haven't really had any fuel freezing up like gelling up we haven't had that issue no surprisingly no, I think, yeah surprisingly and we're i feel like we're staying on top of it and volvos were always good with that those series 60 we haven't had issues with them we, yeah. those are a little bit uh tougher in the yeah. winter uh, but I would say the 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 the, the deaf issues are probably that, that, the that's one what's thing. Uh, getting us right now. Yeah, but okay, let's talk about our truck number one that we want to talk about, which we I think both agree is a good truck, and I think it's worth looking for. Um, that's gonna be a Volvo Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's funny. That's a funny thing. No, don't buy Volvos. They're 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 expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. We we should. Uh, I have. We've had a decent amount of uh, Q and A come in, come through. We still have to get that somehow set up because there are, uh, were a couple emails that I actually got, and I would li- I will reply to you guys for sure. Um, and people are buying. Have have issues. One guy had uh, dev quality code. He just uh, emailed me two days ago, and I. Would you let him know? I didn't, but I'm going to oh. reply to those emails uh, today. And I told him just, just you know, just go and dump the def and put a new one from a Absolutely. store. Yeah, I did talk to um, 
uh, my ops and I told them uh, to actually specifically look at the trucks that we have issues with, where they're, uh, you know, getting deaf, because that might be the, the, the issue, the location. Yeah, so. we had one that uh, it derated, what, two weeks ago, roughly? Yeah. And then after that, we pulled it in the shop, we drained the fluid, new filter, new fluid, ran good for two weeks, boom. He, yeah. I guess he... Uh, filled up uh, fluid at the same, same yeah, spot. Yeah, because they, they're, they're used to their truck stops. They have their, their you know, drivers in their, their route, favorite right? trucks, truck stops. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the truck uh, we're looking for. We, um, what, what model? It's going to be a Kenworth T600. Yeah. Um, so the good and bad and why is it we're looking for? Um, well, let us know what you guys think about this um, idea. We will. Um, you know, we have a couple more that we're preparing, but um, we want to talk about specifically this one. What do you What do you think? Uh, th- these are really good trucks. I like them. I like the only downside. I'll be honest with you, mm-hmm. is a space in the in the between the driver and the passenger seat. I know, it, and the shifter. It's really not there. It is. It is because it's uh, you know. The I would say the transition, and that's a good segue to uh, history about that a little bit, because it was in production since 1984 up to 2007. So, you know, it comes from that old classic design, and you have those narrow caps. Yeah. And then you had the big sleeper, which we'll talk about in a second, too. But that's probably the, you know, I, I, I know what you're saying, but it is hard to get. Even just to get to the back to the yeah, back of the is. sleeper, it's a little. It is, yeah. Have you have you driven one? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. yeah me too. I, what do you think about the slant and nose? It's nice. It, it, you get a good view mm-hmm. of the road. Yeah, compared it's, to that it W900. seems like you're sitting very high, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It's it's it's. I mean, I never f- other than T2000, which is the same thing. I wouldn't. I don't say any, because yeah, like classics, you have that big nose. With this one, it just feels like you're sitting on top yeah. of a mountain. <laughs> Yeah, what I like about those is when they come with that studio sleeper, either the W900 or these uh, T600s, you get that big like uh, couch setup, setup in the back. Yeah. That's really nice. So let's talk about history a little bit of, of the truck. They started uh, in 70s. They, they were like, hey, let's try, uh, let's uh, design a model that's fuel efficient. Right. They, that was the main uh, reason they, they uh, Kenworth started developing that, that truck. Um, and... I, I, you, you feel free to hop in whatever you know we got uh, everything ple- prepped in front of us but feel free to hop in about uh, about anything that you feel uh, but the number one thing was the fuel efficiency and the regulations that were coming um, in the 80s the length the, the length regulation changed so they used to you know the, K, the K100s the cabovers was a big thing you know how they started building the uh, uh, like they were going the same style as Europe with taller cabs yeah. and all of a sudden the regulations change and they were just like well it doesn't matter anymore we can just actually stretch build the a conventional truck okay. um, and after wind tunnel testing when they actually designed the, the, the cab it showed uh, tremendous um, improvement as far as aerodynamics right do you want to talk about that it's definitely way more aerodynamic than a W900 mm-hmm. uh, 379 uh, yeah. Fireliner Classic like we mentioned, that whole design on the hood is more yeah. aerodynamic. Yeah. The grill itself, it's not 100% flat, like a square uh, setup. Yeah. It, it, they, when they tested, tested it, it was 20% more fuel efficient than W900. So it's not always good to go, over, go for the looks, right? I mean, if you're, no. if you're out there to make some money, then you got to go fuel efficiency. Yeah. 
um but that's 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 a lot 20 percent is a lot 20 percent, yeah it's definitely a lot you know um and the, the design also meant that it required uh, less horsepower to to operate it you know to to get um, it going right yeah to get. so that's that's fuel economy right there and and i mean that's not number one the reason you, you we've talked about it i think in the past where you know classics will have um their downs and yeah but they downs. will there will i i feel like um manufacturers are gonna stop making them eventually because of the whole aerodynamic situation did you see yeah. you, you saw what mac did with their they, they they don't know what to do with with you know did you see the anthem yeah i seen that one that looks like you're trying to make an aerodynamic truck out of a classic yeah. i'm not saying they're good or bad trucks but this is just uh, something <laughs> that the, the guys are observed. <laughs> yeah and I, I i mean i like the truck it's you know it has the <laughs> volvo <laughs> drive chain. the m drive or yeah. the i should which one <laughs> But um, what else? What else in the history um, uh, you wanna you you wanna add? So from ninety to ninety four, they had uh, the Aerodyne sleeper, Aerodyne mm-hmm. cab. Yeah, and that's pretty much what we got in that forty three hundred in the back. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it's uh, separates from the cab to the sleeper, and obviously we've seen. I don't know. Probably on this older truck, we're gonna have some water leak leakage. Mm-hmm. We're probably gonna have to seal it up a little bit. That's the only downside on those. Yeah. So they changed the design into the uh, uh, Aerodyne. Yeah. The Aero Cab went in in place in uh, 95 to 07. Yeah. And that was the, which was, I feel like, the move for, for a lot of uh, pe- people. And then they, they also had the sleeper. I don't know when the sleeper, uh, the studio sleeper came in. It was a bigger option. I would probably say probably like the, the 2097 around there. Yeah. But it was a success. Uh, it was, uh, by mid 80s, it was a, it was uh, it was a big success for Kenworth, and yeah. they kept building it to uh, 2007, which we'll get to in a second. But they were ni- the 1990 to 1994 was T600A. If you're looking for at listings, and then the two T600B was uh, 1995 to 2007, um, which we have nothing really changed there. The aero cab, like you mentioned, that was uh, the, the biggest change. What I have here is the hood rep- uh, change as well. Mm-hmm. I did, I in my career I haven't really seen many ninety fours so I didn't really notice that. Yeah. But uh, that it was a one piece. Yeah, that it was a one piece, and then now it, they went to a three piece hood, so it's easier for uh, repairs. Like yeah. we mentioned on the Volvos, they sell it out in three pieces. Yeah, and uh, I think early two thousands they put the window in the door. Although the, the daylight, daylight door, yeah. those are nice. Those are really nice. A bunch of guys were doing the. Upgrading them, like let's say they had like a '98, they were buying 2,000 doors, mm-hmm. swapping them over. Yeah, they like the looks. Yeah, it it looks nice and it just makes the cab lighter. I think it's cleaner, cleaner, right? Yeah, yeah it looks uh, a lot cleaner, cleaner. Um, so engine options. Let's before we uh, head out to next thing. Um, what are the engines that we suggest we would look at, look for? What do you what do you think? Because I know you have a listing. I brought my listing, but um, what do you with uh, some of the setups that they came with the uh, 12.7 Detroit's N14s uh, Caterpillars uh, later on they came out with those uh, Cummins the ISX yeah so there's quite a few options out there mm-hmm. but I would say obviously pre-emissions that'd probably be your best bet yeah the only downside on these trucks now that I that I uh, remember is the fuse box they like to they like to corrode 
Really? Yeah. Due, due to what, the location? The, the location, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you got your windshield up in the left-hand corner, and they like to leak, and it drips down to the fuse box. It's right, up, right by your uh, clutch pedal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they like to corrode right there, and it gets pretty expensive. Sometimes I've seen them uh, uh, cause fires, yeah. and then you got to rewire everything new fuse box that that could be pretty expensive yeah so something to look for uh, when uh, buying them and it's really easy you just open the the door right by the clutch pedal you remove the fuse panel if you see any green corrosions and it's yeah you would think people you would think manufacturers will learn about since they were making that mistake in the, in the 80s yeah 379s had the same issue they still they yeah. still did yeah Threadliners have yeah. still the same issue uh, with the leaking, yeah. yeah, yeah, you got that. Yeah, it's that's why I don't know. You would think they would look back and say, "Hey, this let's reload work, reseal but, it." But that, but that only tells you how much actually they're redesigning key elements uh, on the truck throughout the lifetime of the truck. They're they're really not, you know, like once something they they they, I mean, they, it looks like they have just kept for whatever reason. Because Volvo, I'm, I'm looking at Volvo right now. I mean, this, it's just a lot smarter design than what... I guess it, it all comes down to the fuse location. You know, Volvos, we got them up on the center dash. There's really no way any water is going to mm -hmm. cause any corrosion unless you yeah. spill anything. But that's and not then on the, on the inside, you have the neat box that nothing gets to it. Yeah. But on the, under the hood. And on those, uh, like we were mentioning, on those 379s, Kenworths, those W900s, uh, you're right by the clutch pedal. You're going out in the snow. You got salt on your mm -hmm. shoes, and yeah. it's just gonna drip it's, right yeah. by the fuse. Yeah, there's it's, it's, it gets nasty there very quickly. Um, and you know, dripping from the firewall yeah. down and all the way down. And, yeah. So, okay, uh, setups as far as engines, like we said, our favorite. What would you What would you look on? What What engine would you What setup would you look for? I get a thirty four. I get a Cat thirty four hundred six or an Acer. Of course, because you're yeah, a cat, cat guy. guy. Of course. <laughs> I would do the comments. You go um, N14 or ISX? Um, N14 or ISX, I would say uh, the 12.7 Detroit. That's a boring answer, so I'm not going to say that. Yeah. But that's obviously a bulletproof engine, and they did come with them. And you can then spec it with any transmission you really wanted because 13.10s were available. Yeah, there was 10s, 13s, so. 18s, and then you had the automated manuals in there as well. Yeah. Which I would, I wouldn't. I, I would wouldn't. stay away from that. Yeah, we still have those on some of our early Volvos, and they're working fine. But it's you, you don't need, you don't want. No. Um, I wouldn't. I would not recommend um, the automatic manual for sure. So in two thousand six, uh, the, the, sorry eight, the, the the big issue happened with emissions, and they redesigned it to. Uh, they renamed it. And updated the model to the T660, and they started using the Packard engines. What do you think about those uh, 660s? They look great, but but just because the the, the whole the, the emissions. emissions. So I like the dash on those. They, obviously, it's a huge upgrade from the 07 to an 08. Yeah, the design is very nice. It, it's it's a very nice truck, but um, um, I, I don't know. I would say. Past two thousand eight, you read, you start having to think. You you are looking at the DPF and and with that, you know the comments maybe the pack the pack are I would I wouldn't. 
either mess with I it. I wouldn't mess with it. Yeah. But if you're looking at that one, then, then the comments, but then just do your homework around that mission. Yeah, that. And they were, they, other than the DPF, um, we had we had an episode. I don't remember if we had it specifically on that ISX. Um, we should maybe do one when the emissions were starting. Um, because of that switch, remember we did talk about that. Yeah, we did between the dual Probably like overhead cam and single. Very beginning, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. the these still have the dual overhead cam. Yeah. Um, so we should do a separate episode on that. But okay, we got some listings. Uh, any any. Um, Fun facts. Uh, I don't. I couldn't find anything other than uh, the Department of Transportation awarded Kenworth um, the National Award of Advancement of Motor Vehicle Research and Development in 1994. It's awesome to get a DOT award. Wouldn't that be <laughs> awesome? Well, we got we got listings. Uh, we uh, looked at some listings, and I wanted to see the prices right now. That's pretty high up there. For the 07. What do you got? What, what's your spec? I got an 07th uh, T600, uh, 900,000 miles. It has a Cummins ISX, and that's going for uh, 29,000. 29,000? 29,000, yeah. What uh, does it say in the description? Is it, Was it overhauled? The description says it was overhauled at 600,000. 600, okay. With the current mileage of what? Nine, nine, uh, 900, so it got like 300,000 on the on the in-frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though that's a, that's a, that's the look at mine. All seven as well, T six hundred. Mileage nine hundred eighteen thousand with the Cummins, and four seventy five horsepower. Overhaul at six hundred fourteen. That's the same one. Yeah. I know. Oh. <laughs> I was checking if you were paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> you told me you had printed out two different listings. <laughs> no, I did. I did. All, right, all right, cool. I wanted to, I wanted to look at that one. So. I have a cat um, T600. It's thirty-eight thousand dollars. It's a T600, one point four million miles, with a cat engine. Uh, major repairs: two fifteen oil cooler overhaul, um, engine overhaul at one point one nine, so one point two million overhauled in two thousand sixteen. A lot of work done. Tie rods. But he's asking, um, he's asking thirty eight thousand dollars. That's ten thousand more. Than, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna be paying thirty eight thousand, I might as well just buy a W nine hundred or something more classic for the price. But then I'm gonna and lose the fuel more efficiency. On fuel? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I I would say if if everything that is was done is legit and you can show it, then you you would pay thirty eight thousand for that. I wouldn't. Of course not. It's no it's high. I wanted to see the, the 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 difference in prices, but any every good model I've looked at is in that range of thirty thousand dollars. That's that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy money right there. You you could used to, you would used to buy them for teens. Yeah, fifteens. Yeah. But um, they're still worth looking for. I think you know the listings we're looking at are obviously high. But there are there's Facebook market and other ways Craigslist that you can still find them and they're not that overpriced. They're not that overpriced, but I did look at some with uh, my father because he was looking at some and they had like a 1.5 and they were asking seventeen thousand. 
like you said, in the teens. But they're yeah. like 1.5, 1.4. Yeah, without overhaul. Yeah. Yeah, so as so soon as it has work know, done. Well, you still got to put in. Your dad has that T2000, T no? T2000, but he had a T600 before that. Okay. I love those trucks, but what's going on with it? How, how did he, does he like the T2000? He loves them. I don't. I, I hate the interior. The I hate design. The, the design. Yeah. It, yeah. it just feels like you're in a bubble. It's yeah, just it really is, weird. Yeah, it's like, it's like t- yeah, it is. It's, I like the can, the T600 better. He picked them up for good price. That's why he bought like uh, four of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, he picked them up for like nine grand a couple years ago, and they had like 850000 That's awesome. He picked them up from New York. Yeah, that's awesome. So it was like a, like a fleet that pr- pretty much what you did with those yeah. white Volvos, like yeah. when the fleet goes out of business or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he awesome. did. Yeah, and those are, uh, the question is, is, are they worth, um, they're worth overhauling and, and they're worth, rehabbing but the problem is you're getting the costs up there because if you're going to overhaul that comments or that cat even it's yeah. going to cost you a pretty penny yeah. and and you're looking at a 40,000 to 50,000 dollar truck truck exactly you know, so you would have to address everything and and then you have to whip out cash for that yeah right. good trucks to look for definitely recommend um if you if you're into that um design and we'll definitely let us know what you think about what we are talking about here. And I think I'm going to put some pictures of things that we've been talking about. I want to make it as informative as possible, as entertaining as possible, because we are definitely, uh, you know, we like those. And I think it's it would be nice to see if we get some traction with viewers and people like um, car guys or finding out uh, about specific models and specific trucks i have there's so many models i want to talk about and learn um because as we're this is just a start yeah we're learning about those and and we definitely could do that it's also with new engines i've been i've been uh, new trucks i've been getting hit about hey can you guys talk about you know um uh, uh, cascadia's all that stuff we'll get there we'll we'll pick a model and some specs and talk about it and and we'll see how that's gonna go so Thank you guys for watching. Subscribe, share, and we'll talk to you soon. soon.